Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Women Respecters Podcast, where we talk about anime, video games, and sports, and we're wholesome and respect women. I'm one of your hosts, Kay, and today I have my co-hosts, Adrian and Wally here today. How y'all doing? Yeah, making it in life. I'm loving that energy, guys. Today, we have a repeat guest, a returned offender, if you will. We have our, we have our good friend, Sven, on the check-in. Wow. <laughs> what a way to introduce. <laughs> oh, this man, a repeat offender. <laughs> That's kind of wild. That's actually really nah, wild. Just living, just living that quarantine life still. Same old, same old. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Um... All right, so to all the listeners out here, um, for this episode and for the next five weeks, we're going to be doing something special. So every other episode, we're going to get into the top five in the NBA of all five positions, um, starting with point guard. Um, we're going to start with point guard this week, and then next week we're going to go into shooting guard. It's not going to be every episode back-to-back. It's going to be kind of like every other episode. But, yeah, we wanted to kind of give our take on who – top five of every position is um so i guess the best way to go about this is to start with five and then work our way up number one um so who do y'all have at number five for point guard let our guests go first um starting with number five actually I'll, i'll say i had some uh i had some honorable mentions like um John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas, but I didn't, I didn't get to watch mm-hmm. them, so I didn't appreciate them. Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, but my, num- my number five is going to be very controversial Uh-oh. because <laughs> my number five is going to be the stat pad and God, Russell Westbrook. Wow. Okay. But- number five all the time. Wait, wait. What is the reason for that, that, because I could see somebody like Russell Westbrook, but in my opinion, I would go with an Oscar Robertson over him because they're doing the similar things. But then, well, I have well, I have big O over him. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Nah, but I was gonna say, um, I mean, Russ is one of the has the most accolades really out there. The only thing he hasn't gotten really is a is a ring. I mean, he made it to the finals, but they lost to the uh, the Heat. But I mean, yes, sir. In terms of scoring, even the assist years where he had assists, he's up there. The, the biggest flaw in his game is his efficiency and his shooting isn't always consistent. But I mean, as a competitor and as a as a player, I think he's one of the he's one of the better players that I've ever seen at the point guard position. <clears throat> I can feel that he's definitely underappreciated. As, he gets a lot of slack for chasing triple doubles and whatnot. Yeah, his his decision making and his efficiency is the worst part of his game. Kind of like yeah. somebody else, we know. Yeah. Mm. I remember I was watching a Clippers game like, oh, like what was it, four, three, four years ago. And I remember when Chris Paul was playing Russell Westbrook and he had this man have 10 turnovers because he just outsmarted him. And he, because Russell Westbrook's going to go in there relentlessly, they just, they kept the ball in Russell's hands. He doesn't make the best decisions, but I guess he does have that heart. He's never going to give up. And that's a dog you always want on your team. He definitely has the competitive drive that you want your, like, uh, leader to have. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, he don't quit. And that's a very admirable uh, 
trait to have. I think, I think with this year, too, you were starting to see him play some of his best ball because he was surrounded by a bunch of shooters with the Rockets. I think that fit him better because after KD left, I mean, he put up better numbers, but when you got people around him like Steven Adams and, and Roberson, it kind of clogs up the paint. Hey, hey, hey. Even when, I'm not going to disrespect Steven Adams. No, no, Steven Adams is a really good center, well, he's but I mean, saying he can't really shoot one. like that. Yeah. Even when KD was there, though, you got to think outside of like, KD, and then you could throw in, like, if you want to throw in Sabaloshik, he was an OK shooter. OKC didn't really have a lot of shooters. They never surrounded KD and Russ with a lot of shooters. That's yeah, they, I think just, was, they built defense. I mean, they built good teams, but they would prioritize defense over yeah. shooting. Yeah, because they, they expected KD, Harden, and Russ to carry the scoring low. <laughs> but at some point, they're going to start packing the paint, and the role players are going to be a big factor. That's why I think that um, both KD and Russ thrived better when they left OKC and fit into a different system with more shooters. You saw them playing actually better, and it's like, is it is it really them playing better, or like is it because they're on such a better team, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's I feel just like it system. was just better teams. Yeah, be like, I, I definitely feel like it was a better system. That fit their needs. But I don't like how you just disrespected my son, Kevin Martin, like that. Like, mm. he was there. Well, I'm mm. talking, I said Harden, but yeah, when yeah, Kevin Martin Kevin got Martin there, was a good scorer, but yeah. I feel like he was a better shooter before he got there. Yeah, but he wasn't, because yeah, he wasn't a spot he was up shooter. So garbage. Dude. Yeah, because he's not, you gotta <laughs> think you're taking him, you're changing his role, because um, he's going from a catch and shooter to someone that, I mean, going for somebody that's uh, just getting the ball in your hand, being able to score when you want, to being only spot up catch and shoot. You see, you saw yeah, Kevin Rockets, Love. Struggle. he was just asked to shoot Rockets and Kings. That's yeah, you saw Kevin Love struggle with it. You saw Chris Bosh struggle with it. You saw um, the that rookie Cam Reddish struggle with it when he went to Duke and when he came to Atlanta. Going from being the guy and scoring all the points to being like, I'm only going to get a couple shots a game, and I literally just have to sit here and just be ready to catch and shoot. That takes a special kind of player. Not everybody's built to be just a catch-and-shoot player, a role player, because that's not what everybody's used to. So that it's, it's a it's a tough role to feel. Because even look at Victor Oladipo, when he tried to be that little off-guard to be more of a off-guard catching and shooting and everything, he didn't work so that terrible. way. Yeah, it was it, so terrible. It, it oh was because it's not his role. He went to Indiana, and then he had the ball in his hand, and you saw him thrive. And it's like, where was this with OKC? And it's like, it didn't fit the system. You put him a bunch around a bunch of non-shooters and tell him he has to be a shooter. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, when you look at the talent that's coming in and out of there, they probably arguably drafted three guys as top ten in their position. Yeah. And it's just like the offensive system, they pretty much was just like, all right, y'all are good, just ISO and score. And it wasn't like they had an offense that created better offense for them or anything. It was just like ISO pretty much. Yeah, because that's that was a big complaint. They were like, um, with the coaching scheme, they were like, they didn't really have a lot of plays. It was kind of like, he's like, just go out there and play ball. Like, just just handle it. Which, I don't know. That's a that's a risky kind of coaching scheme. But if you have stars like that to carry you, I guess it works. You don't have to really so, run yeah, a bunch of sets. For the most part, yeah. So, fifth, fifth of all time, you have Russell Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I might be very I'm very biased towards current players, I can admit that. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. That's that's what's I mean, it's I mean I don't blame you because that's something you saw with your own eyes. Uh, yeah. Uh who wants to go next? Who else yeah, who wants to go next? Uh, why? uh I can go. Uh for fifth, I had uh Isaiah Thomas. Mm. But 
it was a it was a toss up because uh, I was thinking Jason Kidd, but I was like, ah, I don't know, because Jason Kidd is decorated like as hell, and I mean he does he does have a chip, but I mean I don't know Isaiah Thomas just has I don't want to say a better career, but uh, I just feel like eh, he's a better fit for right there. Because it was either him, Jason Kidd, or Steve Nash. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would have put Russ there, too. But then I was like, eh. Russ yeah, now, mine is a very unpopular pick. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I had Russ as an honorable mention. I think he's top like, 10, yeah. He's definitely top, top 10, team. but it's like, it's just when you get to the, that five, it's, 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 it, gets, it gets tough to put people in there. I don't know. I had a yeah. I had Isaiah Thomas, not the uh, Celtics. Isaiah Thomas, bad boys. The real, the real Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I didn't realize it until watching the uh, the Last Dance. He's he was a really good player. I mean, you I knew he was the good, but then you don't really see it. I mean, it was before our time, man. Yeah. Wait, you didn't watch the Pistons documentary though? The Bad Boys documentary? Oh yeah, I've seen the Bad Boys. That's how, that's how I learned about them. But they kind of more highlighted the physical play more than just IT's individual play like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's well. true. They showed him playing on like that one ankle in that one game in the playoffs or whatever. I was like, that's a dramatic. Yeah. He shouldn't have been playing one that, that late. I mean, he went off. He cooked and like sparked it. But then the next game, game seven, he kind of like he he couldn't move. And so he kind of screwed them over for Game Seven. Like Game Six, his heroics was like big time, but they pre probably should have rested and prepared for the next season. Out there trying to be Superman, I look at you I'm, sitting down. You know what? Just for that, I'm dropping him. He's not talking about. We're not doing that, man. Hmm? Uh, do you want to go, K? Um, do you want me to go? Yeah, I, I can go. Um. This is actually tough. My number five was was pretty hard to decide based on the players. Um, so I went with Jason Kidd. I feel like he's probably probably like Wally's saying one of the most decorated point guards in the entire game. Like what is it? Second in all time steals and all time assists. Yep, in tenth um, all time in three pointers. Yeah. yeah. Just, that you know, boy decorated, great. man. He decorated. Yeah. But, you know, compared to the other players I have, it's hard to, like, argue his greatness compared to theirs. Uh, so, yeah, it's five is the highest I could put him. I respect that. I mean, he was – I love Jason Kidd. Yeah, I better say, Jason Kidd didn't make my list. He was an honorable mention for my list, but it was it was tough leaving him off because, like you said, he's decorated. You look at all his stuff. You look at his all defenses. You look at his all – like NBA teams, assist leader, and all that other stuff. It's like, dang, he has a lot of numbers. He man, wasn't the most efficient. When you go to that man's Wikipedia page, it's it's, it's there. Yeah, it's, it's there. And he and he captured that championship that a lot of people are missing out on. So it's like he has he has the stats. It's just I don't know. I I, I couldn't. I just couldn't like put my. I couldn't put him above the other people on my list. Even as great as he was, yeah. I feel like if uh you were like trying to get a stock point guard, well, not stock, but you know, like 
a point guard, point guard, that's who you will want as your point guard. Oh, absolutely. I know a lot of people will be does. like Steve Nash, but it's like he's doing what Steve Nash is doing with the facilitating, but he's also one of the best defenders in the league, guard wise. So. And also, don't forget the rebound. Yeah. So he's uh he can he can get the triple though. He can he can do it all. So it's hard. Yeah, look how he was running that that Nets team with Vince Carter and Richard Jefferson. Now, hmm. the the big knock on him was they called him Ace and Kid because he didn't have no J. Yeah, early on he couldn't shoot. I, 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 Not Ace and Kid. I know. Yeah, that's he, what I read. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's a true thing, though, because remember that's why they were comparing yeah, no. him to Lonzo early on because they were like Lonzo was struggling with a shot, but Jason Kidd became a better shooter later on in his career. Can you guys think? When he He's, got to the Knicks, uh, that's when he – I was like – It was the I never, That's when I really got to see him for real, for real. Because I wasn't really – I wasn't watching the, no Nets. Like, it's the Nets. But, mm. yeah. No, it was the Mavericks before that. The Mavericks, he became a real good shooter, and then he went to the Knicks afterwards, and you saw he was a great floor general still. Dirk yeah, really got carried by Jason Kidd. Anywho. Because it's like, yeah, he shot bad early on, but I don't get that um, why it stuck with him, though. Because like I said, like you look at him, like I said, you don't just get 10th all time in three-pointers and being a bad shooter. It's just like he wasn't consistent. Well, he wasn't wasn't a good shooter early on. Early on, he was a bad. He didn't really have a a nice aesthetic-looking shot. Yeah, it wasn't a good-looking shot. And like I said, it was bad early on. He was... Shooting under twenty percent, they were like, "Oh yeah, he can't shoot." But he worked on it, and throughout his career, he became a better and better shooter, which got him to where he was now. And I'm like, right. you look at Steve Nash. Steve Nash is only twenty third on that list, and Steve Nash is thought of as a great shooter. Jason Kidd is. I mean, he is a great shooter. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Why isn't Jason? But Kidd? I think uh, maybe Jason Kidd took more shots than Steve. Nash. Oh yeah, he t- he maybe. definitely took more. He took more shots. Yeah, because you know Steve Nash is a he's a he's a giver of man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even though Jason Kidd is like that too, but I feel like Jason Kidd is going to be more aggressive scoring. Because yes, Jason Kidd shot thirty five percent for his career from three, which isn't great. Like you look at everybody else for the most part on the top ten list, he's the lowest outside of Jamal Crawford. So you know, so you can tell he was chucking, but he still he still was consistent enough later on. I think that like that that low percentage, like I said, was mainly because of his early days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When he was blonde hair guy, <laughs> but when he got to the Suns and said he was going to make them do a full three sixty, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said that. Man. <laughs> what is okay? A uh, full three sixty, man. You know, it's going to be in the same. You know what? All right. Uh, yeah, you know, know, Jason but, Kidd is also the great mind that thought to put Giannis at point guard. Yeah, let's never, and let's he, never forget. Also, dropped had him run into him and drop his drink on the court. You know that was greatness too. Hey, 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 hey! Listen, just like we drew it up. Well, no one's gonna question his IQ. He's a like huge IQ guy. No one's gonna question probably that. one of the greatest basketball minds ever. Yeah, but good thing we're only talking about on the court. Hey, yeah. listen. Yeah, if we was. If it was packaging it all against. You already know how I feel about Jason Kidd. <laughs> off the court, anyway. But not a back, woman respecter. Get back no. to him on the court. He was he was great, and that's why I have him. And just like Spinning had his like um, honorable mentions, I have Chris Paul, Jason Kidd, 
and Steve Nash as my are my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Like they, I wanted to put them up there, but again, it's hard with these other guys. And That's fifth, for, yeah, fifth for me is just like Wiley. I'm going with Isaiah Thomas. Hey, um, hey. It was hard for me to not pick Isaiah Thomas. Oh, because at first I had I had Isaiah Thomas higher up. But then when I started looking at more and more of these players, I'm like, eh, I got to knock him down a little bit. Because I was like, I know he people say he was a great scorer early on. And then later on when he started winning his ships and everything, he started becoming become a better team player. And that's when, like, Joe Dumars and them were carrying him. For the most part, he was on his back legs. But Isaiah Thomas still has some real nice numbers. Uh, he still got the ships like everybody knows. He has that one finals MVP. And what I didn't know was he was actually um, a better defender than I thought. I, I knew he was like a, like a pesky defender, but from what I, some of the things I read, he was actually a better like on-ball defender than I initially thought. So I was like, I, I, I can't disrespect Isaiah Thomas and not have him on my, on my list. I just can't yeah. do it. I agree. Hey. I feel like Isaiah Thomas doesn't really get that, though. I wouldn't say that much respect, but I feel like he doesn't get the respect, respect he deserves for the most part. For sure. Most people just, yeah, exactly. Like, most people, they just associate him with the the bad boys. But, I mean, that's what you got to. But, but it's still like, you know, he, he's still good. Yeah, but, but there was a Isaiah Thomas before the bad boys, though. Like, where is that Isaiah Thomas that was averaging 26 a game? Like I said, that was doing the run and gun. And scoring, literally averaging twenty six and twelve, cooking, but nobody remembers that it because that was before the bad boys, and that's when they were offense, not defense. Exactly. So yeah. they they don't remember that because when it remember when it came in the first part, you remember the bad boys? I mean, they were talking about like he was like a little Magic Johnson, he was shining, everybody loved him, and all this other Pocket stuff. Magic. Pocket Magic. Mm. <laughs> Pocket magic. Yeah, and it wasn't until like later on that he started getting that because they wanted to be tougher. I, I think if it wasn't Jordan, if it was somebody else other than Jordan, I don't think he would have got the hate he got. But it's because Jordan was next up and was like really loved by the league and loved by the fans that anybody that's going against them is gonna get hate. So it's kind of tough. I think it's if they don't walk out. Without shaking their hands, that's what it really was. I mean, but they were already getting hated on before that because of their yeah. Their play. But I mean, every team to a degree, the outside the Bulls got some level of hate. Yeah, but it was like that's what I'm saying. It was, so it was, can't be just the walking out thing because the it didn't affect the other teams. That like it's just the, it the was way a, they played. More of how they carried themselves. Yeah, like, how they carried themselves those couple they, years. Because they was trying to be villains. So, I mean, they accomplished yeah. that. Yeah, and they were fought that's people. Why, that's why Isaiah Thomas got left off the dream team. Yeah, they they had to play the villain. Oh. They're like, nice guys isn't working for them, so they got to play the bad guys. And, hey, respect to it, it got them the ships. It got them back-to-back champions. So, you can hate them, but you got to respect them because they won. I respect a winner at the end of the day. So, yeah. But we can move on to number four. Uh, four. Yeah. Number four. Uh, I, I go. Uh, well, I, I also had honorable mentions. I had Steve Nash and a CP3 and Gary Payton and Westbrook. But uh, I just uh, I felt like they didn't belong top five. 
at the moment. Yeah, I had Peyton in mind, and then I had to take him out. Man, GP so decorated, bro. But he just uh. Oh, well, he does have a chip. Hold on. Yeah, with the heat. Nah. Well, we, we're not. Heat. No, no. I mean, you know, I'm so, chill, 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 chill. Jason Williams, too. But, yeah. Uh, my four was John Stockton. And uh, mm. it's like, what, what can Are you Are you copying really my list? Bro? Did you get my notes? Uh, yeah, I was I was making this list for like an hour. <laughs> for each person I got, I put a little, like, medals next to them. And the most decorated people got the most, clearly. And this man has five medals because, I mean, he's the leader in assist rate and yeah. and steals. Yeah. yeah, leader in assist and steals. And never missed the playoffs in 19 years. Never. He was, but he didn't win nothing. Winning the so, finals, though. I mean, he's darn, man. how good is he really, to be honest? But, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, it's just like, uh, he's. I don't want to say he's like the blueprint for point guards, but, I mean... He's 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 a point guard, man. He yeah. In every sense of the word, that, that's the, that's a captain right there. Add more shooting to him, and he is like, yeah, more shooting and a little more height, and he's the perfect point guard. Yeah, if he was like uh, six, what was he? Six feet, six two, six he, something like that. He's like six, yeah, six foot six one somewhere around there. Man, if he was like six five, yeah, yeah. he'd be crazy. So, but like, you know, he's white, so there's there's that. So, yeah, but yeah, that was my fourth John Stockton, wow. pretty crazy guy. Yeah, well, because mine is the same as Wiley, I'll just um, piggyback off of that and be like, yeah, I had I had John Stockton as mine because I know a lot of people have him at number two, but I I can't put him at number two, even even with all the accolades and everything. Um, the only reason. He got above Isaiah Thomas was slightly because of those accolades because I like the reward winning. And I was going to put Isaiah Thomas above him, but I was like, nah, I mean, that man got all those assist leaders. He got he he, he led the league in assists nine times, 11 all-NBAs, and all those, like, I think it's like five all-defenses. So it's like five or six, somewhere around there. It, um, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to argue that. Like, I, I can't. I can't take the model point guard outside. Like I can't have him not in the top four, mm-hmm. just because he didn't win. Because you got he ran into Jordan back to back years at the tail end. So it, it might have been at the tail end of Jordan's career, but it was also at the tail end of like Stock. They were getting older too, him and Malone. So I got I got I got Stock in fourth, and I'm going to say my number three before Wiley says his three next time we come around because he's copying me. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's crazy. Spin, who do you have for number four? Um, My number four, he doesn't have a ring either. So I was going to have my number four is Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually put Chris I Paul mean, in there. I'm not um, mad at it. Um, he's, I think if you draw up somebody as a leader and as a, as a point guard, he, he pretty much checks all the boxes because he can – and his prime, man, people, a lot of the younger people, they ain't see him for the Hornets. I'm going to say New Orleans? That dude was really it. You like, remember when he had Paul Gasol dancing when they met the Lakers? Yeah. Oh, he was by himself. man had Tyson Chandler and Mo Peterson. <laughs> and was yeah. out there killing. Yeah. I mean, but like as a as a scorer, as a, as a um, of course, as a assist, I feel like every team he goes to, he makes – 
makes everyone better. I've seen something on Twitter the other day where um, before this season, I guess they had the Thunder as a chance to to make the playoffs 0.2%, and they were like, they had a really good record as before the league shut down. I just feel like whatever team he goes to, they have a chance to compete, and everyone around him will be better. Because he's just so smart. He can uh, get people open, score. He's really crafty at scoring in the mid-range and, and around the basket. He can. He's a pesky defender. He's a little smaller and older now, but he'll still play some defense unless he goes against the elite guy. But I feel like he's all around. He's a he's a really good player. He's always in the playoffs, usually. Ten all-stars, nine all-defensive teams. So. Yeah. Outside of him being injury-prone, like that's the only thing, the reason I couldn't put him on there. His his lack yeah. of the ship and the fact that he he struggles to stay healthy. Because I wanted to put him in there, but it's just it's, it's it was tough for me. We we talk about what ifs, but man, what if if, if he stayed healthy that one year with with the Rockets against the Warriors? Man, what if they shit. let that trade go through so it can be with Kobe? Oh yeah, that would have been crazy. Instead of Steve Nash broke back at <laughs> yeah. wow, yeah, that would that would have been wild. You know, Chris Paul, that's my guy, man. Yeah, I used to didn't like him early in his career, but like he's just he's he, I think he man, catches a lot of hate. Man. People call him CB0 because he got no rings, but it's like, I mean, it'd be like it's really it, hard for a point it, guard to carry a team, uh, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. a point guard that's pass first, yeah, 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 a pass because I mean, it's like he he's had, been on well, I mean, after the Hornets. I mean, it's, but I, that, I, I that agree with that. Was it, bro? Like, I, I mean, I agree with that, but it's more. hard. It's hard to argue because before he met up with the Rockets, he had never even made it to the Western Conference Finals, and some of those Clippers teams were good. Like, I know they like these the Clippers arguments. teams are really good, but they got. They, uh, I know. That, I know. That one year, that one year they played the Spurs, and he hit that game winner on like one leg. Yeah, and then that, he was hurt for the next series. I was like, well. I knew they was going to lose because he was hurt. So it's nothing you could do about. Yeah, that. that's but that's one year. Some of those years, that I was, know that, that they, was probably their best chance to go to the finals. Yeah, because I like a lot of people use the argument that well, Blake Griffin was hurt there, or this person was hurt there. But I was like, but they weren't hurt every year. Some of it it does fall back on CP. Like when they blew the three one lead to the Rockets, and they were supposed to go to the Western Conference Finals. Everybody was like, okay, he this is gonna be the first time he makes it to the Western Conference Finals. This, this, and that. And all that, and then they blew a three-one lead, and it's like, it's it's hard. Three-one yeah. is crazy. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like I like to give Chris Paul a pass because I respect Chris Paul, but there some of the times it, it it was all on him. It falls back on him, and he, like I said, I reward winning, and the fact that he couldn't get over that hump, even with the talent he had around him, I just, he just couldn't be on my list. Yeah, no, I feel you. Mm. Uh, is Kyrie on your list? No, <laughs> he, he won. Yeah, but our our war winning, but there's also other factors in too. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie finished maybe top ten. You never know. I mean, I feel like uh, Kyrie. Well, I mean, he's only like what twenty six, twenty seven. He might be like twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, I mean, he, he still got he he got time to do stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's twenty eight. He don't got no accolades, bro. He would have had that Finals MVP. They didn't give it to LeBron for whatever reason. Because 
LeBron had all for the whatever stats. reason. LeBron, I mean, Kyrie, hope Kyrie was back. definitely. I mean, definitely. no one's saying yeah, Kyrie, that LeBron won it by himself, but there's there's no way Kyrie should have got that over LeBron with the numbers LeBron know. put up. The eyeball test tells me, told me while I was watching those games that Kyrie was was saving them. Was I mean, that the finals where LeBron led like every yeah. statistical category? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but if you get your man, he helped it. They were like, of course, down. they were the one with out of the game. But I'm like, but if Kyrie wasn't there. That's a sweep. Well, I mean, if LeBron's not there, they're not there at all. That like, I mean, that that's saying one thing. But if Kyrie isn't there, that's a sweep. I know, but you act like he can't have a teammate. We're not saying that Kyrie's bad. We're saying he was just the Robin. Like, like it's okay I mean, to have a number two. <laughs> Is that it's okay to have a number two? Like Kyrie still doing his thing. Like when they had when he had forty one, just like LeBron, and he hit the big shot. He needed like Kyrie there, but just to say that Kyrie should got finals is just that that doesn't really make. I'm just sense. going off of what I saw watching. That. Hey, somebody said he's a role player. Yeah, that that's ignorance. But um, yeah, I get you're going based off what you saw that you like. He saved I mean, them, but technically, if we if we're being technical, a yeah. score is a role. But like you can say, Kyrie hit like eight eight points in the fourth quarter, and that was clutch. But then you gotta remember, you, it's not just the fourth quarter; it's the whole game. So LeBron scores that thirty, the first three quarters, and then he only has LeBron like six in the fourth. What, what happens in the first three quarters don't matter in the game outside of fouls. What, in my opinion, the fourth quarter because. You could do all this stuff in the first half, first three quarters. If you get to the fourth quarter and it's tied, then what did that mean? That you got them to be tied because you didn't do anything. But you'd no, be down. say y'all were up and they came back in the fourth quarter. Then what does that 30 points mean? No, I'm saying then he has to step it up as well. But I'm saying to say that because he scored more points in the fourth quarter, which I'm not even sure if he did or not. If he scores more no, points in the fourth quarter, brought, that doesn't make like him more He went on important. a couple runs in several games that brought them back. Yeah, he, like, he played, like I said, he played key nobody else had huge momentum shot. swings, like when he blocked Steph and when he blocked Iggy. Like, when he blocked Iggy, that was when it was like, oh, yeah, like, like That's what I'm saying. It goes both ways. Yeah, I that get, was like after Steph. Yo, sorry, after that, uh, what was that, game seven when he did that block? Yeah, he blocked it and then Kyrie came know, down and yeah, hit the shot. I ever saw that video of like the last uh, – what six minutes of the finals? The, mm-hmm. well, that game anyway. Yo, that was some of the craziest defense ever. From yeah, both teams. from both teams they were running because it's like yeah, Kyrie hit that shot at the end, but before like the first four minutes before that, like they were all on a drought. Kyrie wasn't scoring just like LeBron wasn't scoring. Nobody was scoring. They were all. Well, it was like they was just they was just playing some defense. That's what I'm saying. That's I what I'm saying. It was all defense. Everybody locked in like that, but. All of them was locked in. Because it was game well, seven. Put that energy in there. Because if LeBron doesn't get that block, who knows if Kyrie gets set up for that shot at the same time. So this was like, it goes, There's it, it's two parts to it. I, I'm not going to ever take anything away from Kyrie, but you can't really just pull LeBron back down. All, all I was saying is, I feel like, and I'm going to die on this hill, that Kyrie should have got that finals MVP. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's, you know. I, I still don't understand why. I, like, can you say the 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 plays he made, but at the same time, LeBron made plays. So, I, hey, I don't understand that. Baby, we, we can we can agree to disagree uh, on that. We're definitely going to disagree with this because for number four, I put Isaiah Thomas, uh, <laughs> and John Stockton isn't even on my list. Um, y'all, you know, I I feel like Isaiah Thomas is also kind of. 
your your typical or your traditional point guard that could score. And y'all were making the point earlier about like Chris Paul. Well, he was more pass first than Isaiah Thomas was, but he as a point guard, Isaiah Thomas led his team to four consecutive finals. Now, I mean, they only won two of those, but yeah, but the he bottom was the best half, the it wasn't really him. It was more Joe Dumars as the best player on the team, not Isaiah Thomas. Joe Dumars was the best player on that team. In the second part, yeah, that's why Joe Dumars got the other Finals MVP. They even they talk about that. That's why I said like Isaiah Thomas was more on his back legs. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, no, that's right. why I was like they were like he was right. more on his back legs, <laughs> and a lot of people agree that Joe Dumars was that better player. Isaiah Thomas stepped down, but he was more of a leader role and let Isaiah and let um what's it called Joe Dumars really take over more. Yeah, well, I mean. He had to build to that team had to build to that point. What what I'm trying to say is like Isaiah Thomas did a lot for that Detroit team. Like he was the face of that team in a lot of ways. And yeah, he took a team of all right players to the finals, you know, and he had like Jumar Doe Dumars was was great. Dennis Rodman was great. Everybody else was kind of like, all right, we can do stuff. Just, just let the us do microwave? this stuff. Microwave? Microwave was more than all right. Hey, man. All I'm saying is Isaiah Thomas is a top five point guard. And he's not He's not five. I mean, I can't be mad at that, you know? I mean, you have your opinion. Yeah. yeah. I respect it. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, before we go into the top three, Y'all want to take a well, quick break? Well, did Spin take, say his four? He said CP3. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he CP3. did say CP3. Okay, then, yeah, we can go ahead and take a break then. Cool. What does it take to be number one? Two is not a winning. Three, nobody remembers. Hey, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Women respect this podcast. At least um, once. So yeah, we're going to continue with our list here of the greatest NBA point guards of all time, and I think we're at number three. Um, who wants to list their third? I want to go, third, so third? Wiley can't copy me. Okay, yeah, yeah, let it go. Yeah. I had Steph. <laughs> Man, anywho, uh, my third is Oscar Robertson. The big old Mr. Triple Double. Uh-huh. Of course I couldn't copy you because I didn't have Oscar Robertson. There. You didn't have Oscar Robertson on your list? I got Oscar Robertson all No, I head. had him second. <laughs> um, yeah, the big old is definitely on my list because he did all his things without the three-point line and everything. You know, 30-point mm. triple doubles out here, balling out and everything. Everybody mm. knows you sum up his first five seasons, average a triple-double there too. Got the rookie of the year, got the MVP, all first teams, assist leaders, and everything. He got the accolades, he got the numbers. And mm-hmm. before Russell Westbrook came along, everybody was like, it's impossible. Nobody's ever going to be like Oscar Robertson and get the triple doubles. But I respect Russ for passing that, um, passing him on that list. But I still got to pay like respect to him for all that he did. And. You go back to uh, 
whenever he was in his playing days. And I always, I always think of the of this interview with Jerry West and Oscar Robertson doing an interview together. And they're sitting there, they're talking about um, like who was the best at the time and all the other stuff, and how Jerry West got put at the logo and everything. And they were like, and Jerry West was like, I don't know why I got put at the logo. I would have said that he said this guy right beside me is was a much better player than my I was. He was this guy, was, and then Oscar Robertson was sitting there nodding his head. I was like, yes, yes, I was. It wasn't even disagreeing. Like, yes, yes, yes. And I always think of that interview because it makes me laugh. Because I was like, hey, that man was great. They knew he was great, but that's about it. Hmm. Interesting take. Yeah, I guess I'll go number three because I had the same person. Wow. wow. Um, I usually disrespect the older players because they're playing against people who are smoking cigarettes and they're like six foot three on having <laughs> the centers and stuff. But, I mean, he was just so dominant. Okay. He was so dominant in all facets. I had to put him on my list. I mean, averaging 30 out the gate, averaging pretty much a triple-double out the gate. Well, he was short, point three assist but then i mean his second season he averaged 30 11 and 12 rebounds that's just ridiculous he's just <laughs> dominating everyone on the court yeah um shoot well i'll i'll go uh i don't know if it's popular but i put steph curry at number three you know wow you know it's crazy i also put steph curry at number three <laughs> okay cool well, you know, I you feel like even, you didn't even intro, man. You supposed to call him Threesis. Oh, Threesis. The baby the human paste baby assassin. assassin. The human you know, torch. Human Chef torch. Curry. Chef All Curry. that. He the baby face assassin, but Isaiah Thomas was the baby face assassin. How, how does that work? There can only be one. Well, Isaiah Thomas had the in front of his. Steph doesn't. Uh, but anyway... I mean, I think it's it's pretty – I think we look at Steph Curry 10 years from now, his impact on the game of basketball is, is going to be very obvious. And if we're talking greatest of all time, I think the impact is probably one of the bigger things to look at. Like, you know, everything with three-point shooting. Like, you had, of course, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, players like that shooting threes before, but not in such a, like, a volume or a capacity that Steph was shooting at. And to the point that like kind of pushes every other team in the league to try to be like, oh, we need we need players that can shoot threes, you know. And even though he doesn't have like finals MVP, he has three rings, you know. He helped get a team to three champ to five championships. Um and what they had that seventy three win series season? Yeah. So it's like, you know, he does, may not have as many, like, you know, all-star appearances as some of the other uh, players here, but, like, what he's done with, like, just changing the game of basketball as a point guard, I think you can't put him anywhere beneath top three in, like, the history books of basketball. I agree. Back-to-back MVP. That, too. Wasn't he a... Uh... Unanimous. The first unanimous. First unanimous ever. Uh, I don't know. Twenty uh, fifteen and twenty sixteen stuff. Twenty sixteen stuff was dip. Oh my! That God. was yo. When, he was 
He was a different type of animal. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still, you know, it was steroids that had to be steroids. He was respecting but, his wife at that time. I mean, happy wife, happy uh, NBA career, I guess. That I man know. was. And it was like he wasn't even playing fourth quarters for most. He was averaging 30. And he was, also was the stills leader. Yeah, yeah. He w- so he was in the passing lanes doing everything. I always think of that game when they played the Thunder and Roberson didn't press up on him because I'm like, I, I played, I'm playing it back in my mind right now. Russell Westbrook pulls up for the shot, goes off the back, off the rim, bricks. The, Steph gets the ball. They're like, he's coming up the court. They're like, they're not, he's saying that. He's not going to take a timeout. That man is like, Four steps in front of half court, pulls it up, and they're like, bang, bang. You know, like, what was it, six tenths of a second left? And it was like, yeah. And Roberson literally, because Steph's like walking to the court just calmly, too. He's like, you see that clock? There's only like three seconds on the clock. You better press up. Roberson's sitting there at the actual three point line, like, he ain't gonna pull from way back there. 40 feet. You know who I am? Bucket, and that was the and that was the shot to tie at the time the um the three point record for most in a game. That man was shimmying around the court. He took his mouthpiece out. He crip yeah, he, he went. That you let 20, somebody crip walk in your house. Twenty sixteen Steph was different. Oh my god, that might would be one of my like favorite MVP seasons of all time. Like that, that he was different. Yeah, he's definitely a Steph is a generational talent, man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, we, when we look back, what like K said, ten years from now, it's gonna be kinda crazy because it's like you can already see the effect that uh he has on the game now. Like just imagine ten years from now. You got little kids pulling up for a three like Trey Young is like that's first and then Imagine when it's actual like bigs shooting like him. They they they're already big starting to shoot like him. Steph Curry. Literally, basically eliminated the big man. <laughs> he basically made it to be like you have to be. Nah, that was Dirk. Huh? Dirk yeah. kind of changed the big man. Position. I mean, no, I mean that well, was Dirk, back. Steph, Dirk played. I think Dirk played good while big, uh, for bigs that just like dunk basically. Yeah, like, but there was still, I think, even when Dirk was still around in 2011, Dirk won his, what's called, his, he won the championship, but there still weren't a lot of bigs, like, shooting threes. Like, you still had people like Tyson Chandler and stuff. You had you had a lot of fours shooting threes, but not necessarily the, five. The best of bigs back yeah. then was still Joe King Noah, Dwight Howard. Yeah, like, you got to think, hey, there was, like I said, they there were was a lot of fours starting to shoot three, but fives like were not shooting fighters. the three like that yet. Steph, when after that, when they started doing stuff like that, and they were running the small ball, the death lineup, and he was like, "Big man couldn't like because they're they're doing the pick and rolls and stuff." Steph running off eighteen screens, they getting a big man on Steph. That means you're putting your center on Steph after all those screens. Steph was frying them efficiently too. Did you see that? Um, I don't know uh, if any of y'all watched the YouTube the YouTuber Jimmy High Roller. Mm, he he. I feel he, like I've seen a, yeah, a video. He was showing this um stat, like he was showing these stats that uh, I can't remember the dude's name. He he made it over like Steph Curry's MVP season, and they did it like of all the three point like the top three point shooters of all time and all their best years and like how many like there's people that like on the right the further right you were the more you uh, made the further left the more you missed the higher up the more you took and it was like. 
it was looking at everybody's, and then you get to a certain point, it's like, okay, you had Steph Curry's 2015 year. And then there is a big gap to where it goes off the screen. It Like, you have to look. It's a big gap. And then you have Steph Curry's 2016 season for how many he shot. And how many, that man shot 800 threes in, like, like 860 or 880, something like that, threes, and made 400 of them. That's wild. Like, that's insane how many threes he did, how many threes he made. Like, it was scary. It's like... Nobody, nobody had taken nearly as many threes as Steph, and nobody had nearly shot as efficiently as Steph. And it was like so crazy that season. Generational talent, yeah. But that's so wild. But uh, oh yeah, that was three, right? Uh, spin the spin. So Oh, yeah, he was mine. Robertson, yeah, he Oscar Robertson. Yeah, Y'all just both said it, Steph Curry. Uh, so yeah. since we're gonna go jump into two. I'm going to go ahead and throw mine out there because mine was Steph Curry, number two. Because we're already talking about all these crazy things and crazy stats about him. In my eyes, I can't put anybody else other than my number one over Steph at this point. Because really? like y'all were talking about, like his effect on the game, how he changed everything and all that oh. stuff. Oh, and I got something for you. What? <laughs> nah, I'm going to let you. Nah, just, just <laughs> when I get my number two, I'm going to explain. Yeah. And... Also, the three-pointers that I was talking to y'all about before the show started. This man is third all-time in three-pointers made already. And the two people ahead of him are Ray Allen and Reggie Miller, and they are both shooting 39% and 40%. This man, Steph, is shooting 43.5% from the three. That is crazy. Out of everybody in the top 10, Steph is the highest. He's the, like, they're like, and he's taking the most, like, he's taking more than the other person that's shot. Like, the next person that's close to him is Kyle Korver with 42.9, so basically 43%. And Steph has shot nearly twice as many threes as Kyle Korver and has a better percentage. And that's the second place. Everybody else is like low, like under 40%, which is like, that's, that's crazy to me. And they had to invent the stat gravity for Steph, basically. Because he, he he basically created his own, like, advanced metric of gravity. Of how many, how people, like, pay attention to him. And his gravity is amazing because how Did much... Did he invent the... I yeah, that was, that's for Steph. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, let me not, let me not say it. They probably, it, that idea probably existed before. And it probably wasn't like, hey, we're going to give this a name or actually record this. Probably. Yeah. It, it probably, yeah, obviously it was a thing before. Can you think of people that was dominant like Shaq? Obviously he, like, took a lot of attention, so everybody was focused on him. Shaq but, probably had the most gravity ever. Yeah, but it wasn't, they didn't was, record it. So it was like, yeah. but now they gave it a name. You know, stats, they ain't show up till, like. Will Chamberlain uh, was getting double and triple teams. Yeah, but you got to think, like, advanced stats were That was plumbers. That was plumbers. Hey, that's still gravity. Yeah, but advanced <laughs> stats weren't like that. But now with Steph in this, like, Steph crosses half court, all eyes, even though somebody else might have the ball, they're still paying attention to Steph. They The gravity shows that even if Steph is playing bad, you can't take your eyes off of him off the off chance that he starts cooking, which is crazy. Like, uh, what they do in high school basketball games? Shooter! <laughs> yeah, that man crosses court, and he is ready. I know he's not the stereotypical traditional point guard, but in this modern day of basketball, he's there, a shooting guard. 
There, well, in this, that everybody's a shooting guard in this modern day basketball. No, none of these point guards are point guards anymore. Like Lonzo Ball, Lonzo, none of the top point guards. I should say, Uh-oh. the top ten point guards in the league right now, none of them are traditional point guards because that's not how the league is anymore. It's not you don't have John Stockton type point guards anymore. They're all scorers who also facilitate. I mean, CP3 still there. I mean, CP3 is there, but he's not the old CP3 anymore. He's Wait a still, like he's not the CP3 that you saw in like New Orleans and everything anymore. He's yeah, he he's become a better shooter and he scores a lot more. That's why he's that's why his assists have dropped to like nine a game. Sometimes it, it it varies between eight to nine a game, but his points are still at like nineteen twenty. So it's like his because it's that's just how the game is nowadays. It's more it's more scoring wise and with analytics like playing in the effect. You know that just changes the game. So they want the ball in the guard's hand and let them just operate. So what's the point of the actual shooting guard then? I mean, shoot. it's position. You you not hear people talk about all the time. It's positionless basketball now. Like that's what they were, we were talking about earlier with Yon, like how Jason can't make Giannis point guard. Giannis was running point guard, but guarding the power forward. Same with Ben Simmons. He plays point guard. He doesn't guard. He doesn't usually guard the point guard. He guards like the power forward or the small forward or something. He does. So he's playing that role. But he's also playing the point guard role because it's positional as basketball. Anybody can bring the ball up the court. A lot of times, like, KD brings the ball up the court. Jason Tatum brings the ball up the court more than, like, Kimba a lot of the times. It's just positional. It's just whoever. Anybody can run the offense nowadays. So they, it's not the stereotypical point guard has to be the floor general to run the offense. Shooting guard has to be there just to score. And the small four, you know, like the jack of all trades. It's not, it's not like that anymore. Mm. It's positional as basketball. You know you know what? I'm a. Are you? You said everything about stuff that you wanted to say. I mean, I mean, I could say more, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cut it right there. Because there's a lot you can say about that man, Steph. Hey. hey. Now, you just said a lot about changing the game and positionless basketball and all these other things. I'm gonna just throw my number two out there. My number two is Oscar Robinson. Man, I don't know. My I don't know. Why you fellas disrespected that man, that legend, that hero over there. Mr. One Championship? You want to talk about affecting and changing the game. He was he was a small forward that also played point guard at 6-5. And there's it's cited that he is he's the guy that gave what do you call it? He's the guy that came before Magic Johnson as like the your big or taller point guard. Like he was that. He was also your scoring point guard. So like the the triple triple doubles that y'all were talking about earlier. He did all that. But more importantly, I was reading earlier today, two of the things that he brought to the game that was just not around before he was there. He brought the head fake and he brought the fadeaway. Two of the most two of the most utilized techniques in basketball for generations, and if that doesn't change the game, I, I don't know what. On top of being an Olympic gold medalist way early in the in the game of basketball, winning a chip, you know all that stuff. Like I, he's one of the greatest point guards of all time. I don't, I don't know how you put him lower than two. I I've already explained. I put winning up there. Oscar Robinson got one one ship, 
and then he like he Curry has had more success. And Curry, the accolades, you the accolades speak mm-hmm. for themselves. It's not, no, Do we I mean, it was a it was a different it was a different time. Back. I mean, different yeah, time. oh no, no, I'm not saying it's not a different time. But I told you at the beginning of the show, I said um, a lot of things, a lot of how my list knocks some other people lower is because of the championships they have. But then even with the accolades, I'm talking about the accolades in the NBA. You can bring up the Olympic rings and stuff. Yeah, that's that's cool and everything. But because I because you I think Oscar Robertson was on my list. He was on my list. But as number three, yeah, he was Wasn't number there three. Like eight teams back then. <laughs> so wouldn't that be a lot easier to win? No, not against Bill Russell. That means there's two teams that are better than everybody. Yeah. Walt Bellamy. That's why he. That's why he didn't get as many ships. Which is, I mean, that's cool. But just like John Stockton didn't get as many ships because of Jordan, it's cool. Like you, you want you can't. It's like you can't. Kind of, it's hard to penalize him for it. But I'm like, you didn't, yeah. you didn't win as much. So I got to bring okay. you down. And then Oscar Robertson yeah. won MVP. Steph Curry got two MVPs and one unanimous. First time that's, ever that's been unanimous. One. That's uh, one. That's one. How, do, how, uh, many, how many all first teams does Steph Curry have compared to Oscar Robertson? Uh, I'm not sure exactly on that one. How many years has Oscar Robertson played? And Steph Curry's career is not done yet. Um, Oscar Robertson played... 14 years and he has nine all first team, two all second team. Well, Steph's hasn't finished his career yet. We'll see what he finishes at with regards to that. So what's next? How many does Steph even have? I don't know off the three? top of my he head. Three uh, all first team, two oh, not catching that. all second team, and one all third. Oh, yeah. I got to remember Steph Curry was injury prone early in his career. That's what I told King. I said them ankles. They definitely Yeah, I do remember his ankles were really weak early on. Yeah, yeah, Steph on him. I used to be like, yeah, what's wrong with that dude? Why he keep getting hurt like that? Yeah, he was very. And then he had to get the ankle straps. Yeah. All you got to do to stop Steph is tap him in the ankles. Yeah, those those ankle injuries did kill him. But how many scoring champions does Oscar Robertson have? I don't. Did they even have those back then? The scoring champion? Yeah. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't find that. To be honest with you, mm. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I was trying anything. to. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find that. Maybe. Maybe I didn't look hard enough in the right place, but. But I mean, I mean, it's 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 whatever you like with those two. It's like because I mean, it's not like Adrian had them three. So I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, it's not like you said. I disrespect. Yeah. I didn't no. disrespect. I'm, I'm just saying, he, he means a lot to the game. He does mean a lot I to the game, but a lot of people aren't going to, like, like in 10, like, not a lot of people don't remember Oscar Robertson that much until, like, the Russell Westbrook stuff started going on. A lot of people have forgotten the past. I think a lot of people don't respect the past as much nowadays. And like what we were talking about earlier, in ten years from now, how the effect that Curry's going to bring, we don't like. We've only seen the beginning of what Curry has brought. Ten years from now, twenty years from now, when we continue to see what's happening and we see like Curry's effect full blown, and when Curry's career is over, it might be it might be even crazier. Like, and then when other people are arguing twenty, thirty years in the future, like yeah, Oscar Robertson, like you said, brought up the fadeaway and stuff. Curry re- re- revolutionized the three-point ball. So it's like that same thing goes hand in hand. Like I don't I think for his both game changers. Yeah, they're both game changers. 
both game changers. It's just yeah, I feel you. I got my uh, my number two is uh, Steph because I was gonna say like I'm waiting for it. I respect this dude. <laughs> I just think like he just like you said he revolutionized the game, and I think he's a very good point guard. It's just in that system there, it's a really unselfish system where like they share the ball. They have multiple playmakers like Draymond and, and Iggy and KD and all kind of people. But like Steph is a really good passer. And like if he was asked to be in a system where he dribbled around, dribbled around, dribbled around and then got assist, I think he could easily average 10 plus just because he commands so much attention. But he, he's, he plays off ball a lot, which is also why I think it makes him better. Cause he doesn't, he can be good with or without the ball which you can't really say about a lot of the point guards where they don't have an effect on the game. But when he's on the court and even, like, his his shot brings the whole defense to the three-point line, so he gets to the rim. And, and that's a thing you didn't really talk about, Adrian. He's really good at finishing around the rim, too. Yeah, I remember the they were talking about, like, it, within three feet, he had, like, 60%. For, I remember, whatever, yeah. at least it was his M- that MVP year, he was, like, 60% inside of three feet. Because yeah, a lot of people were were taking that away from him. I mean, you you drop him in the in the any any era, and he cross half court, and he like say Ron Harper is guarding him, and he he crosses half court, shoots a thirty five foot three pointer. They're gonna call a timeout and call the police on that man. Cause they're they not gonna do all that. They gonna, no, they, hey, they, they, they gonna drug test this man. And be like, who is this? We don't it's know. Like, Arrest this man for witchcraft. Bro, Arrest this man like for then, They're guarding inside the three-pointer. Like, they aren't guarding all the way out to half court. That's so much harder. Than I mean, they just start guarding him at half court. court. Uh, they'll start guarding him on the inbound. Yeah, that's that's what the Bulls would have done. Yeah, I mean, but the way that the way that Warriors offense is set up to where Curry is constantly moving and just running around the whole time getting screen after screen. Well, he ain't say Warriors offense. Not full did. court. He's saying Plotman. Well, I mean, he's not, he, you gotta he think said. he he doesn't necessarily have to bring the ball up the court. Like somebody else can bring the ball to court, he guess where he's going. He's immediately sprinting down the court, running side oh, to side around. And the, the thing is, the thing is, like he'll he'll set pick and rolls. And if you watch like during that, that era, screen. that boy is getting shoved around. I mean, that's it fine. It don't matter though, because he's nah, he's going to slow him down a little bit. I mean, like, it's going to slow him down, but it's still he's still getting a shot off. His if shot's you watch, so quick. Call for a, He'll call for a screen and he commands so much attention. Like they'll try to trap him off the screen and like Draymond will slip to the bucket for an easy basket or say, or whoever. If Muggsy Bose could still like not just get thrown around and get bullied the whole time at five three, there's no way you're telling me Steph Curry just just can't handle the physicality. I'm not I saying do. he couldn't handle the physicality. I, mean, I said it would slow him down. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I know a lot of I'm not just basically saying you, I'm saying a lot of people are would argue that and I'm like I just I see that argument a lot that he just wouldn't be able to they beat him all, up and they knock saying, him down. And I'm like, eh. All I'm saying is Kobe Bryant heard that Tracy McGrady had a bad back, went up for the rebound, and came down and elbowed that man in the back. Let niggas find out Steph got bad ankles. Dennis Rodman is doing some crazy shit to that man's ankles. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh. Yo. That's a crazy sentence. <laughs> um, all right, to keep it going, we go to number one. I think we all have a consensus. No? Yeah, he's yeah. he's definitely top three. I can't put him lower than that because it is impact. 
the only thing is his impact now we're probably not going to really really get to see how great he was until the next decade then that's, he's going to get all the flowers like Oscar Robinson's been retired like we know he's a great you know, people be disrespecting and stuff like I don't be understanding that but yeah, it's yeah. like uh, that's just what people do with great players because yeah. I mean you're going to have love you're going to have hate because yeah. I mean it, it, it is what it is like He's going into the Hall of Fame. What is it? Five years after he retires? Yeah, yeah definitely first first ballot. That's what they yeah. do. First ballot. Yeah, they do first. Ballot. The thing with him is like with the kids. Like I seen, I seen some kid youth basketball recently, and it's just like the coaches are so frustrated because all the kids want to do is shoot threes. Ben, like, when I was coaching that youth league, I, it was awful. It was so <laughs> these cat. They're ten years old. These cats couldn't make a layup. But they want to shoot jumpers when they walk into practice. I was like, I bet not see another jumper. <laughs> until I put them in layup lines. They can't make a layup, and they get mad because I'm not letting them shoot. You can't make a layup. Why am I going to let you sit out there and shoot a jumper? <laughs> that don't make sense. <laughs> they got to put their whole body into threes. Yeah, they're not even in proper form. I'm trying to teach them proper form, and they're like, well, we can't make it to the hoop. That's because you're not strong enough. So practice this form, we shoot closer. You don't have to shoot the three right now. We're not in a mm. rush. Nobody else in this league is shooting threes. We fine. Um, I mean, you seen the the play where would he cross up CP three or or somebody? Oh, yeah, and CP3. he shot the three, and Steve Kerr turned around. Like, yeah, well, because he, cause he dribbled through three people. He went off the yeah. screen. He dribbled. He was doing a little crab dribble. Then he turned around, ran back to the three point line from the free throw line. Look, as he was shooting, he looked up at the rim. He already, he said he already knew where the rim was. Turn around, just shot it up, and Steve Kerr is like, "Oh my, what am I gonna do with this guy?" But that's just the kind <laughs> of shot you have to live with. I mean, I've seen he, plenty of times. It's hard to tell him not to do that, but it's a terrible shot. Oh yeah, like, that's his shot. Like, that's but like at the same time, there's a fallback too. Like I've seen, like Matt Barnes missed that lots of times too. He saw them practice those type of shots all the time, so that's their shots. That's their shot. It's just you got to take it, hit or miss. Even in a situation, he'll pull up that shot in a clutch situation. Sometimes he'll straight airball. There's been plenty of times that's just airballs, and it's just everybody's like, golly. But yeah. it's like, you no, can't say nothing because the next one, the next 40 footer he pulls up, he might, it might be straight cash. So it's just like, it's whatever. Uh, So for number one, I'm pretty sure we all have the same person. Yeah. LeBron Matt, James? Do we Michael, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. LeBron James? Michael Jordan. At point guard? Michael Jordan as point guard. Do you remember when Michael Jordan played point guard? He played point guard for 11 games and had triple double. It was like, it was like 20-something games, sir. I thought it was I mean, like only like 11. Could they basketball, say, right? No, could they say he only had, they had, remember they said he had like, oh wait, no, you're right. Because he had 11 triple doubles in a row or something like that. Because I remember Russell Westbrook broke his record. It was like 9, 10, or 11, somewhere around there. He didn't play, were you sure it was 20 games? It was like, like twenty something. Because I remember they said he had a triple double all but like two of the games, and from what I remember, when they were talking about Russell Westbrook breaking his like record for triple doubles in a row, it was like around there. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a late honorable mention, but if he didn't get hurt, uh, Darren Williams would have been top. Darren Williams. Uh, yeah, maybe. Nah, because once he got out of the um, Jazz. Once he got out of that jazz system, he wasn't the same anymore. Yeah, but he kept getting hurt too. 
But I'm telling you, but even like before he started getting hurt. Yeah, like, with Jerry Sloan, he was at his best. Yeah, because once he got away from Jerry, because he didn't want to run that Jerry Sloan off. I remember they were talking about the fight between him and Jerry Sloan and all that other stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't How did I forget Tony Parker? Oh, Oh brother! Oh, that's that's. But yeah, uh, I mean, I got Magic Johnson at number one. I, I don't know how you put anybody else there. Oh, you. The, by the way, you were right, Wiley. I just looked it up. It was twenty-four games, and it was like, um, he averaged thirty-nine and ten, and he had a triple double in ten of the games. Tell me this man not to go. God, we. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have to what take him out of point guard because that, they need the other people to score. If, if they needed him at PG, 40, what? 12, and 10 game, I mean, a 34 and 17 game, that, hey, Jordan was different at point guard. Come on, man. But I remember them saying that they wanted him to focus more on scoring, so they took him away from point guard. And it's like, that man was averaging 30 and 10. Like, he was still scoring. They're like, no, nah, we have to. Have, we want you to average thirty five and six, though. That's what we want you. Right. But yeah, Magic Johnson, LeBron uh, James. Anyway, Magic Johnson. Uh, what can you say, man? It's like that—that's the guy. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. No, will never be. I mean, LeBron James play one through five. Yeah, but there won't be a, a Magic Johnson ever. Again. Skip Bayless says it best. He says LeBron James is the best point guard of all time. Anyway, LeBron never came in and played center in the finals. <laughs> mm. yeah. And did the skyhook. Mm. Magic Johnson never got a chase down block to seal game seven. He never mm. needed to. All right, well, LeBron never needed to do a skyhook or play center. What the LeBron heck? never got H. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, let's not be disrespectful in here, okay? So, I mean, yeah, Magic would. If LeBron actually was a legit point guard, I'm, I would have took LeBron. But since he's not a legit point guard, I'm, yeah, Magic is the unanimous choice. I don't think any you find anybody that will ever argue like Magic as the number one point guard. Maybe in a few years, people are going to start arguing Steph. But until then, it's it's, it's man. That man was so times with passes though. Like people went to watch him pass. That's how nice he was. What'd you say, Kay? I said Steph got to win like two more rings. I mean, not necessarily because people use the same argument with Magic about like Kareem. So Magic got five though. Magic is better, man. Yeah, but they said Magic got five. Three finals MVPs. You don't got five. Oh yeah, he got three. Yeah, three finals MVPs, and it's like, yeah, that's cool. But I'm saying, oh, that's all NBA first team. Yeah, that like I said, K, that's cool. But there's gonna be when by time Steph like Steph finishes his career. There's going to be an argument, so I guarantee you, like... I think Steph can play so much longer because he doesn't depend on that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Magic would have played longer if he didn't. But that's a that's a if, though. That's what I'm saying. That's a if. So, we're just going to go based off what happens. And if Steph does, like, Steph has been playing. Steph has more seasons, if I'm correct right now, or he's about to catch him in seasons. And if his numbers and all the other stuff, and he racks in a couple more accolades... Then the argument is to be made that if Steph there, might go down as Magic the greatest Johnson point guard of all time. As but, greatest? Yeah. You know what Magic Johnson means to the game? Do you know what Steph Curry means to the game now? 
But what yeah, Steph didn't play before. What do you mean now? Steph obviously now, because Steph only plays now. What the heck? What kind of argument is that? You can see a little bit of magic game in the position, bro. Yeah, and I said in a few years, like we might look up. There, there's gonna be a discussion in a few years. Just like that. When the youth grows up, they like how people argue with LeBron and Jordan as who's the goat because pe- who people grew up seeing and everything. Because people are tired of Jordan. Let's keep it real. Right. That's not that's not the reason. That's, that's not why. It's a legitimate. Yeah, argument. it's a legitimate so argument. And so there's going to be an argument. Well, we're talking about point guards here, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll just use it as an example. If, so if Giannis go to the Warriors, Steph is passing Magic and rings. Nah, no, he's not. Well, I'm just saying that means two people got mad. Uh, okay, going back to what I, I said, I was comparing nice. those two because I'm like, like KD got him two of those. It doesn't matter. It, it Kareem right. got Magic rings too. Like it's, you don't by yourself. You don't win by Kareem yourself. was not the best player on that damn team. Well, I'm just saying you don't win by yourself. Who got we Isaiah Hill? The Warriors were terrible. So what about when James Worthy won I mean, his the Finals were MVP? Terrible when, uh, yeah, when Steph was out, but when KD was, I out, mean, that's the G League team. Of course, they're going to be terrible. I'm just saying, like. It's just it's, it's gonna be KD there's gonna be an argument. You can't deny that, that there's not gonna KD be an argument so in a few years when Steph if Steph gets more accolades, that is not gonna be an argument. It's gonna be an argument. I mean, what what accolades can Steph get that he's not catching Magic Johnson? If he gets a couple like one more championship, there will be an argument, and he gets a couple Still more has three Finals MVPs and three MVPs. Yeah, I mean, Steph come back. If he, get, I'll, I'll give you that. He might need one more MVP. Nine straight All NBA first team. Like that's Steph crazy. Had three. That How many is more crazy. Seasons he got? But when we Eight? go down, when we go down in history, we look at the number and everything. I'm telling you, come back, come back and talk to me in like ten years and tell me that people won't be making that argument because there's there's literally and people. People yeah. will always say that Greatest Steph was the best player there. when he was on. People yeah, don't say they'll say Steph healthy it, is the greatest. Well, people. Like people already are assuming that he's gonna go down as one of the top. Look up a lot of lists of the top five point guards of all time. Like Google it, you're gonna and see Magic Steph. Johnson's number Magic one. Johnson's number one on that. Well, obviously, yeah, but Obviously, Steph's not done with his career. That's what I'm saying. No, That's what like I'm gonna say. Steph's, what is Steph's, Steph's gonna already do? on the and list. He, Steph's already Steph? on the list. And then what was that ESPN 30. thing like? Four years ago, when they put they had in the top hundred players of all time, they already had Steph in the top twenty of all time, and it's I like mean, because that's that's, that's, that's ESPN. Man. But I'm saying, that's, I mean, I'm saying that people still, are already that's, that's, people that's already showing that that's going to be an argument. Talking about point guards, I he, uh, he, obviously he why, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they're already making an argument of period. So obviously, if he keeps going in the next ten years, there's going to be an argument. Whether you hey, like well, it or not, you don't have to accept it. There's going to be an argument. You don't have to accept it, but it's going to be an argument. One thing you can't argue, you can't argue, is what Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson meant to the game of basketball. And you can't argue what Steph Curry means to but the game like, of basketball. But what they did for as far as globalization and the popularity of the, the National Basketball Association, you can't take that away from them. And there's no way that any player that has come after them can do what they do unless... Huh? Basketball starts going to new planets 
and other stuff, and it's because of the that was when it was not that popular, though. It's already they made it popular. The reason why that's you can't that's the accolade you can't you can't compete with. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Michael Jordan, for the most part, Michael Jordan, but like Larry Bird, but you gotta think of how much like also Steph has changed it too. Because he's saying their impact on the game of basketball, but I'm saying Steph's impact on the game of basketball too with the three and with the youth. Because you, you don't have to be athletic to be a basketball player. Like before, they're like, you can't be like Mike because not everybody can be 6'6 and be uber athletic and everything. But a- anybody can be Steph because you can be small. No, they can't. How many people get in the NBA in the first place? But that's the thing that that's what kids are believing in. How tall is Steph? Like 6'3? But I'm saying that's yeah. what kid, like the youth is starting to believe. They're like, they're seeing that's what has changed the game is. That's what it's bringing up. Like bas- bringing to basketball, everybody's like, if we become a great shooter and get a great handle, we might not be the most athletic, but we can find a place because Steph, Steph showed him that man. way. That boy is super athletic. I don't know what you're talking about. Anywho, Steph let's end the podcast. The case that came out the you see how fast he moves, how fast he can dribble the ball. His athleticism isn't fast. Like. I mean, he doesn't jump high. He has impressive body control. I mean, that's, that's, that's his way more still, skill than that. He's still athletic, though. Like, I don't know. But, I mean, it's still. He's not an elite that. athlete like somebody like Jordan would be. Like, he's like. A, he's, he's not a skill I mean, Nobody is. It, Jordan but, is. A, but, yes, that's the point, athlete. Wiley. That's what I'm saying. It's it's showing kids You're that you don't have to be to like that. at his position. Like, if you said somebody like Russ, yeah. He's not athletic like Russ, but he's still athletic. But that's I'm just saying. You see, Steph, and look at a lot of articles about stuff. They said he's giving the kids hope because that's what a lot of kids are believing. They want to be this. People don't want to. A lot of players aren't the youth. They're not trying to be like Jordan or anybody like that. They're trying to be more like Steph because they're like we don't have to be uber athletic and be all this as long as we master. Like we work on our skills and work on our craft to be a really good ball handler. And a really good shooter, we can work on no matter how small we are, no matter how unathletic we are, we can find a place if we do those things. Like, Honestly, watch a bunch of high school like mixtapes and watch a lot of the top high school players. You're going to see them being elite, ba- elite ball handlers and elite shooters. Look at the Steph Curry camp. Not just guards go to it anymore. There's big men and forwards and stuff that go to Steph Curry's camp now because they're trying to be they're trying to work on their handle and become an elite ball handler, even at six ten, seven foot. And then they're also trying to still be able to be a great shooter because Steph is changing the game and being a mentor. Like like he he's changed it. You can say Magic and them changed on a global scale. Obviously, Steph can't go back and do that, but he's still like changing it on a global scale with the kids to an extent. Like it's hard. You can't say he's not. I mean, we didn't say that, but we but said I, that, the that thing about that, that he said that nobody can go. He Kay literally said that the, nobody. I mean, that, hold on, nobody can do that again. That that's that that's he did it. The thing about that that confuses me about the non-athletic is that's how basketball started out. But then we 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 criticize those players for not being athletic versus like Will Chamberlain's and your Oscar Robinsons for being more athletic. And so it's almost like it's coming full circle where you're saying it's in, it's getting players that aren't super athletic to want to play. But then when it was like that, we nowadays make fun of that. So it's like, oh, everyone's not seven foot. 
Like, well, I mean, people call everybody that wasn't stars back then plumbers. Well, yeah, they. It's not. They we're not saying the. Um, that has nothing to do with athleticism. That goes with skill. Cause they go back and watch the film and they see somebody like Bob Cousy dribble with his right hand running around in circles and the ball doesn't ever touch his left hand. Like spin will be the first one to agree that he doesn't like watching the old basketball because some of it's not pretty because they're not as skilled as players are today. Like the average player back then is not as skilled as the average player today. Basketball is way more talented. Watching Hakeem. And Hakeem is one of the most skilled big men ever. Well, he also just doesn't like watching big men. He's one of the most skilled players. I wouldn't knock Hakeem. He's an all-time great. I just don't want to watch him play basketball. So you don't want to watch skillful. Well, no, he doesn't like big men. But we're talking about guards-wise, like 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 skilled guards and stuff like that. Like like back then, there's those skilled guards. Nobody wants to watch somebody dribble with one hand the whole time. And then, All right, not even that far back. Isaiah Thomas from the Pistons. Would you compare his athleticism to Steph Curry? He's more athletic. Yeah, Isaiah Steph Thomas Curry. definitely. He's more athletic. Isaiah Thomas dunk. Yeah, Isaiah, did you, young Isaiah, when I was talking about earlier when he was averaging 26, Isaiah was getting, he was doing like, you know when you see the Iverson was going to put back dunks and stuff? Like, Isaiah Thomas was doing that. Go back and look at some Isaiah highlights. Isaiah was athletic. He was sneaky athletic. I was, I was just asking. Did he rely on athleticism more than Steph did? Yes, he relied on his speed. He literally ran around. He relied on a lot on his speed and jumping ability. Early his Isaiah, dribbling ability huh? is what he relied on, isn't it? What? Didn't he rely on his dribbling ability? Well, I mean, yeah, yes, his dribble played a part in his speed. That's why I say he relied a lot on his speed. Isn't that what Steph does? Ability. He moves fast and he dribbles. But that's Steph quick. That's pass more pass quickness though. rather than speed. There's Steph a difference between as hell. huh? No. Steph is fast as hell. He's but, not John Wall fast, but Steph is still fast. But he's in relation to the people thing. around him, there's he's not really that fast compared to who. Like the other people, it's a lot of point guards fast now. So, like I said, he's not John Wall fast, but he's fast. I guess Isaiah Thomas early on was really athletic. Steph wasn't the athlete Isaiah Thomas was. I would, I'm trying to think of who I would compare Steph more to point guard wise. Mood Abdul Yeah, like somebody like that athleticism. Well, he plays more under the rim rather than over the right. rim and can do stuff like that. Steph is Andre Miller that can shoot. It's Rod Strickland. Is Kyrie Irving faster than Steph Curry? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that, but but Just a lot of a people bit. don't say Just Kyrie. A lot of people don't consider Kyrie a great athlete. They consider him a great finesse player. If Kyrie was like 6'5", he would be a shooting guard and he could dunk. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Kyrie's not. You're not going to see Kyrie like try to dunk on anybody or try to like out athlete you. But he's. I don't. Be, even, I don't think I've ever seen Kyrie attempt at them. Oh no! You watch his high school games. He'll be winning. Oh, I mean, I mean right. everybody dunks in high school. Yeah, in but college I mean, too. Like, he was NBA. dunking. It's just in the NBA, he's more like finesse to where he's relying more on his handle, his shot, and his footwork, which is similar to Steph. Like they work, they rely more okay. on skill rather than athleticism. And that's why. Do we're, you think some of what Kyrie Irving is doing is influencing these kids as well? Oh, oh, absolutely. Definitely. With the handle. Not not to the extent Steph is. Nowhere near the Steph is. But, yeah. Like, a lot of people like Kyrie's um, 
like what's called his handle. A lot of people like to do like fancy layups and like the finger roll. And even though like they try to say jelly movement started the jelly, Kyrie was already jellying before that. So a lot of Kyrie definitely was jelly before. Kyrie's considered by some to have the best handles ever. Yeah, so Kyrie definitely up there, but he's not. He's not as big of an influence as Steph is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, this that was this has been a very interesting debate. Yeah, if all the episodes are like this, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, this, this is a. I like this debate until we get to them power forwards. Oh, so it's gonna get real controversial. Amazon, Blake Griffin, number one. You know it, baby. Blake Griffin, number one greatest power forward. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> listen, man. We, we can't even talk about that. Zion's going to finish up there. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully that boy stay healthy. Yes. Up like Grand Hill. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Women Respectors podcast. I want to give a uh, special thank you to our special guest, Sven. No Thanks problem. Thanks for coming out. It's Appreciate always fun it. with you guys. You know, before yeah. we wrap up, I just want to go on record and say Jason Kidd did not respect women outside. Oh, but, of course you know, not. That. Of course not. <laughs> great course basketball. Not. He's a great basketball mind. Yeah. I don't want to respect know. her. Yeah. I'm, unfortunately, that's the, the biggest mark on his career. So he did. Yeah. But we're not going to get into it. Uh, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, we remember, we always ask that you remember to respect women. And most importantly, you remember to always respect yourself. We're out of here. Steph Curry is a better influence. <laughs>